This is Bloom Where You're Planted podcast, sponsored by Never Too Late Cafe. I'm your host, Laura Womack, and I have a special guest with me today. I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell you where he's currently living. Hi, Laura. Thanks for having me. My name is Larry Collinsworth, and I right now live in West Portsmouth, Ohio. I've known you through the music world as professionals, so can you tell us a little bit about what instrument you play and when you started? Well, I actually went through several instruments um, in school and up to high school. I played trumpet and baritone horn, but I also had started learning guitar and I messed around with the bass and drums as well, but I like the guitar best. So that's really my main instrument now. And that's the one I enjoy playing the most. And you started at what age? Professionally? Professionally at 15, wow. I would go uh, on tour with this group on the East Coast. And it was like, you know, in summertime when high school was out. So that's when I did that. And that's how I got started in actually playing live professionally. On the East Coast. So how much did you tour? I mean, where did you tour? Like just on the East Coast or did you? Go- uh, yeah, pretty much just the, the coast. Uh, okay. Virginia down to North Carolina. That's awesome for a 15-year-old. <laughs> and then it turned into be your your passion. So you describe yourself as um, evolved into an artistic-centric music media and publishing company. Can you describe that a little bit? Oh, uh, well, it's, I do a lot of freelance work, and, and basically it's that. I have my own company. That I uh, and I'm also looking for other artists, but it's centered around you know the artists more than it is uh, like a record label or something like that, where you have to get certain numbers. So it's just basically a, a vanity company for me that to get my music out and possibly help others too. So you have a studio? Yes, I have a studio. Mm-hmm. You also do uh, product development and licensing. Is that part of your uh, stu- your music uh, publishing company? Yes, it is. Um, and also work with other publishing companies um, in Los Angeles that do that as well. So kind of, um, you know, collaborate on a lot of things as well. So. so how did that start, that you got a connection in Los Angeles? Well, I decided one day that I wanted to do film and, and music and soundtracks and stuff so i just uh looked up every production company i could think of and, and found addresses for and way to contact and i contacted them all and it's probably about 500 companies <laughs> oh my gosh what <laughs> but, a task but only five responded and i work with three of those now so that's how that started you had a song that was a hit it was sort of a hit it was called she wants to rock it was uh, in the top 40 in Australia back in 2004. Uh, it got to number 11. So it wasn't what you call a gigantic hit, but it did get some traction. So Australia, and then you toured for that song? Yes, we did. We toured for that song. Um, about a month we were over there, a little more than a month, I guess you'd say. And uh, we went basically from Brisbane, Australia, to uh, Sydney, that area, mostly on that, that, you know, eastern coast. 
That is amazing. So did you have a group with you or was were you doing solo at that time? Um, no, we had a group. Uh, my wife, Gina, and I had a group called Convertible Blondes. And we toured with, with that band. There was uh, four of us total. So, um, so you've helped to do some audio projects for other businesses. Is that background music? Yes, it's um, background music. Sometimes it's for advertising or promotions, like television promotions for certain shows, um, like Blue Bloods or NCIS New Orleans. I've had those. Uh, and uh, it's called Underscore, basically, is what they call it. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just background music. <laughs> well, I can say that our podcast has your song, and I so appreciate it because it so matched what I had in mind, and it's very inspirational, and as it turns out, that's that has the name in it. So I thank you for yeah. that. Um, well, I listen to it a you. lot. <laughs> thank you for uh, using it. I appreciate it. So back to the licensing, you have... Clients like Sony and TriStar and NBC Universal, MTV. Oh my gosh, the lit- list goes on. Uh, VH1, Discovery Channel, Lionsgate, Warner Brothers, and then TV shows. So, is this all through your connection in Los Angeles through your collaborations with those companies? Uh, yes, it is. Um, two different companies do the television um, placements for me. And then um, two of the companies do the movie trailer placements for me. That's <clears throat> from, it's from those connections I've had with those companies since about 2004, 2005. Probably. So how, how does that happen? How does that work? Uh, well, they just uh, send, send them songs, you know, over the years and, they have it in my library and they just pitch for certain projects and they think those songs would work for. I usually don't know about the placement until after it's already placed. Oh, okay. That's interesting. It just, the reason I'm asking so many questions, it's just so fascinating that, you know, that you're on so many things, so many shows that we know about. And so then you, um, uh, TV shows, Ancient Aliens, MTV Road Rules, Passions, Pitbulls and Parolees. Amazing. That is a wonderful repertoire of, of your work. So that's wonderful. So then you have some music on some music, like movie trailers. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Probably the biggest one was Hotel Transylvania 2. Oh, I'm going to have to. And so are you listed in the credits? Uh, no, you don't get listed in the credits as an underscore writer. You just you just get the pay. OK, it's kind of like being a ghost writer. <laughs> well, they just they just don't really give credit to um, trailer composers or music library composers. And unless, you know, someone wants to research it. I see. See, again, I had no idea. So. um so some of the trailers, Hotel Transylvania 2, as you said, Reprisal, Crypto, Trolls 2, Flatliners, 
You know, that's amazing. I'm going to have to go and watch those shows and listen to, or at least listen to the trailers and say, hey, I yeah. know someone that did this music. So the music won't be on the shows, actually, uh, as far as the trailer music. It won't be on the shows. Um, they usually don't have any music unless it's a movie, big movie like Star Wars or something where you, you know, that theme song is, everybody knows that theme song. But unless it's something like that, they usually use composers like me to do the music for the trailers instead of the, the music composer for the movie. That's, mm. that's how it's done. They rarely, rarely use the actual theme of the movie, the theme song, unless it's a, a huge movie and it's very recognizable. So then in which case they would use both it in yeah. the trailer and the movie. Mm-hmm. But um, so it can be very different. So it's in the background. So it may not always be noticeable um, say an action scene where there's a lot of lot going on, you know, it, it's real easy to fixate on the, the visual, but, you know, music does make the tone, you know, inspirational action, um, sadness, all that. So I am going to have to go back <laughs> some of the trailers. So then it's amazing all this that you've done. So then some um, TV promos. How is that different than a trailer? Well, it's very similar, actually. But it's just uh, possibly like a big show or something like Blue Bloods or something like that. Um, it's, once again, called Underscore. And it's, um, it's very similar, but it won't it won't move like a trailer and the trailer usually has two or three different movements maybe even four where it'll just the the promos will just run a short section of the music and maybe use the different music for the end of it or whatever you know and i might add too that in trailers um you might only get 10 seconds of it okay because they use so many different cuts in a trailer that you might get 10 seconds here or somebody else will get 10 seconds. But, you know, they'll use sometimes four or five different composers with the trailer. Well, and it sounds kind of reasonable. You'd have different tracks because it's little clips from the whole show. It might be fast and slow and different moods throughout yeah. trailers, a composite sort of. Then you had a music trap recently for a movie trailer was it a movie and then turned into a video game or um, uh, no um call of duty is a, a very big video game now and they have different seasons of it they call it and um it's a video game the trailer i had was for the actual official mobile uh trailer for that uh, that game it's called uh, call of duty season nine nightmare that is a lot of composing. So how, how did this all start when you go, I want to do music for movies and the background of these things? How did that come to you? Um, kind of just, it just came. I've always been interested in, you know, film music and composers and uh, television composers and stuff and I just started started writing in that vein, kind of. Just things just went from one place to another with it, and uh, I learned a lot on the way that 
sometimes less is better. <laughs> Instead of a bunch of guitar solos and stuff, I had to, I had to narrow that down. But yeah, it's um, it's it's really just kind of came to me, and it's, I've really enjoyed it so far, and I've learned a lot about different parts of the industry that I didn't know about. So you do the mixing as well? Is that part of it? Uh, yes, I do the mixing, and uh, you know, uh, but they do usually. They usually do the editing, and uh, so it's hard telling you know what your piece is going to be at the end of it. It might be something totally different from what you started with, but, but still, your music is just placed differently. Mm. I suppose it's like when you submit a um, a script. Uh, whether it's a screenplay or whatever and or a book and you someone works on it and it comes back different than what it went slightly, but it's still yours. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This podcast is called Bloom Where You're Planted. So when you hear that phrase or that quote, what does that mean to you? I think it means to me um, work with what you have, where you're at. One of the things I know is that you're not from this part of Ohio originally. <clears throat> well, I am and I'm not. <laughs> I lived here when I was a young young boy to about four, when I was about four or five. Then we moved to Kentucky. And But I've, my mom was from here and my brother and sister were uh, born here in Portsmouth, Ohio. And I was born in Portsmouth, Virginia. But I've lived here for, you know, like 30 years. So it's... Ohio's home there, but I lived a lot in Lexington, Kentucky, and Ashland, Kentucky. I lived there as a child and just kind of migrated here at some point. So now you're blooming where you're planted in Southern Ohio. Yes. So do you have any words of wisdom for anyone that is wanting to do what you've done? So you've, you write music, you play an instrument, you have a production company and you do scores for movies and trailers that's a lot I mean it's very diverse very eclectic so any words of wisdom for anyone that is interested in doing what you have done well you'd have to do a lot of research and listen to those styles of music if you want to go to that man you gotta dissect that and listen to it and see how it's approached and then you have to do the business part. You have to make connections somehow. It's tougher and tougher all the time to get someone to listen to you. You just have to, you know, move forward and bear with it and, and just keep trying and then learn as much as you can. You just have to you know, maintain, be consistent and keep going forward. Persistent. I think that's true in anything. So Yes. That's wonderful. So what is next for Larry Collinsworth? Well, right now I'm actually working on an album, a solo album that uh, is experimental and progressive rock, basically. It's different from my orchestrations and things like that, although some of those elements are in it. But you know, that's what I'm working on right now. I'm almost finished with it, and I'm still working on scores and stuff for trailers and and I may be producing you know, an artist or two in the coming year. Well, everyone, thank you for joining us again at the Bloom Where You're Planted podcast sponsored by Never Too Late Cafe.
As we end our time today, I want to thank Larry Collinsworth once more for being our guest. And we're going to end our time today with a medley of some of his music that has been placed on movie trailers and TV. So enjoy. This is your host, Laura Womack, saying bye for now. <laughs> 